You've just been listening to another great Genuinely You podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Genuinely You is a culmination of Gina's work, spanning over 30 years, of helping people learn what makes them feel happy and truly fulfilled, and how to achieve it. Please visit genuinely-u.com today to find out more. Hello there, it's Gina Gardner here, and I'm very pleased to join you on Passionate World Radio. On a previous session, we started to explore the whole issue of partnerships and why partnerships go wrong and how you can actually retrieve them. Today's session, we're going to take that theme somewhat further and look at breakups. I'm afraid it's a sad part of today's living that many relationships actually break up and it can be incredibly painful and difficult to deal with. So we're going to examine you know, some thoughts that may actually make it easier to deal with. That's not suggesting that we want it to make it easier to break up, but actually once you've decided that the relationship is no more, that there's nothing you can do to retrieve it, then there is that whole splitting up which can have really devastating consequences for both parties. I think having worked with so many clients who are actually going through or who've been through divorce or separation from a long-term partnership, I think the two main themes that come up time and time again are that of the children and of money. And I would say to you, if you have children, then it's really very important that they are your major priority. I can remember back when I was at school and I was the head of the principal of a large school, how often the children were the excuse for people to stay together and yet the children were left in a toxic environment. You know, tell your mother that I think this, tell your father he's a so-and-so. And the children were actually caught in the middle. Children have the capacity to absorb atmospheres, to recognise energy when it's being positive and when it's being negative. And if you think that as parents that you're doing your children a favour, staying together simply because you want to protect the children, you've got to be very mindful that if you're going to do that, then you do have to protect the children. And just because you argue behind closed doors does not mean you're actually protecting them. With all of this, I think it's very easy for me to sit on the outside and say, you know, it's important to be honest with yourself. Um, and that, I think, is possibly the most simple and yet the most complex thing that any of us are asked to do because you have to then accept that we're not perfect and we may have said or done things or not said or done things um, that have contributed to the situation. Ultimately, unless you're talking about very, very small children, we are responsible for our own emotional well-being. And if you're expecting somebody else to make you happy, somebody else to make you feel better, you're probably on a, on a, a route that is destined for disappointment. Because when you do that, what you're doing is giving the other person the power. You're giving them the power over your happiness, the power over your emotion, whatever that emotion may be. I recognise that this is incredibly complex and for many people, incredibly 
very, very painful. And so it's one of those situations where I would urge you to get help and get help particularly around the other big theme, which is around finances. Because it's amazing how people who seemed reasonable for years when there are finances involved can turn nasty, can start to appear devious, hiding money and so on. If you're in the partnership and at the moment your partner deals with everything to do with the money, whether you're in a partnership that is healthy and doing well or not, I would really urge you, take an interest, understand your finances. And I think that's a really great principle generally. But when things start to go wrong, you really need to know where you stand, what the finances are, um, where the money is, how much there is, how much your house is worth. And I think it's very important to find those things so that you're dealing with um, correct information. Because once the proverbial hits the fan, then it's quite common for partners to start squirrelling away money and being disingenuous and downright devious at times. So if you have a knowledge of what your finances are as a couple and as an individual, you're better placed then to make informed decisions. So if you've really decided that your relationship is untenable, today we're going to be exploring um, how to make that uncoupling a conscious thing um, and to make it the least painful and the least destructive that one can do. Of course there's going to be fallout, of course there's going to be negative emotions, there's going to be unhappiness, but I think that there are ways that you can do this where it does not scar the rest of your life, where you can take the learning so that you don't repeat the pattern. And again, I've met many clients who've had several partnerships and indeed more than one marriage where they've gone through exactly the same situation. Um, the person may have changed, but actually it's just a repeat performance. So I think the whole issue is so emotive that I think it's important to find a way to decouple your very raw emotions from the day-to-day -day living. Mm. Rachel, uh, again, is with me today, and Rachel's the author of The Point of, of Me, um, which is a great book, very worth <laughs> reading. Um, Rachel, and I know that you've actually been through this situation. I have, yes. So what are your thoughts? Um, well, I've only gone through it once, so my experience has to be caveated with, with just that, that um, this is, you know just one example in, in the millions and millions that go on, <clears throat> excuse me. My, my general feel was that it is in the splitting up and in the dealing with the administration of the assets that the marriage or relationship has, has acquired. And sorry, within that I, I think of the children um, of, of those as well, because certainly from a legal perspective, that's how the law thinks of them, as something that needs to be decided upon. Um, actually in, in that sort of admin that's where the greatest damage to the relationship can happen. Um, in my case um, you know it was uh, generally quite amicable in the sense that it was clear the relationship was irretrievable 
and um, both of both of us wanted to um, try to remain well civil with one another. We were faced with having to cohabit in the family home for quite a considerable length of time once the decision about the relationship ending was over. What it had to do, and that that's a very practical reason. That was just down to finances, and 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 often you are. You are often constrained from what you want to do emotionally from these very practical things like, have you got enough cash to, to be able to afford it? So civility was very important to us and, and we went down the mediation route, which is a relatively new, as far as I can work out anyway, relatively new um, approach that the uh, divorce courts um, have, which is that they encourage you to go down a mediation rather than just having your solicitors fight it out face-to-face -face type of thing. You get a, a third party, which is often a solicitor that has been trained in mediation, but they don't give out any legal advice at all. Mediation person is literally just a third party just to help the discussions around assets, money, children. Um, and they are there to, to essentially sort of just tap each part, party on the shoulder and say, effectively, is that is that a helpful, you know, are, are we reaching a compromise by taking that viewpoint? Um, and the most they can ever do for you is say the likelihood of that being agreed in court is and give you a probability. So it, you, you, it, I felt it was quite a good process in that you are very much um, requested to turn up and be an adult and to remain civil and to work towards a common ground. That's not to say, though, that you don't have ridiculously stupid discussions whilst in, in that process. But as an umbrella, it, it keeps you mindful of that so I think it's important to say that we're in the UK there may be a different system oh, of course. in yes. other countries if you're listening to that particularly the, the states however I think the principle is true um, what I would say is that sometimes I've come across people who've tried to use friends to be the mediators right and I would suggest actually that's counterproductive because however neutral the friend thinks they will be yeah inevitably there is the danger that they are going to get pulled in to be um, yes. see even if they're not favoring one side it may be construed that they are favoring one totally, side totally. so i think that going to a, a to a neutral person yes. who is trained in mediation because it's a very specific it, skill it is a very difficult skill to to sit between two people who are at times definitely warring and to remain you know, outside of it and and yeah. able to point out the objective realities of, of what's yes. got to happen. So I think while we're talking about, you know, the way in which people communicate with one another, it's really useful to think about the difference between being right. Ah, uh, yes. And I think sometimes that being right is highly overrated. Yes. And being <laughs> fair. Um, yeah. And, you know, that's going to, you know, how that looks is going to be different in different situations. But when you're hurting, it's very common to want to be seen to be right and to be to want to come away feeling as if you're the victor. Yes, and I think when you're in that moment, it, it's very hard to remember that you've got the, the whole arc of your life ahead of you and that you're sitting and you're arguing over what in, in the grand scheme of your life may be, I don't know, a couple of hundred pounds maybe even a few thousand, and you're fighting for it and fighting for it as if it were, you know, your life depended upon it. And sometimes 
whilst that feels right in the moment, it feels right in the moment because of those hurt feelings, the fear that you have around all of the new change and so on. But if you're able to take a step back and, and, and see that you're either going to remain locked in argument with this other person mm -hmm. for however many more months and whatever, or you could just check in with yourself and say, is this really going to matter to me in 5, 10, 15, 20 years' time? Am I, am I really going to miss this, whatever you're arguing over? And try to identify that it's not the, it's not the actual thing you're arguing over that's probably driving your desire to argue. It is, it is the fear and, and the other issues around your grief around the loss of the relationship or the change of circumstances or, or whatever. But that's not to say that you should just go into this process and, and, and give everything away because that can be equally... Um, emotionally damaging for you. I mean, I think it has to be balanced and fair. I'm reminded of a client who had been in a, a, a marriage which had been loveless for a great deal of time. Right. Uh, in this particular occasion, although it's not always this way around, mm. the husband very controlling, right. um, the wife um, actually was the major wage earner. Right. They had a, a beautiful house. Mm. And when it came to... Um, the point where she felt that she could no longer live in a, a, such a situation where her very movements in order to go and earn her living were constantly being monitored and controlled, mm. that she decided that was enough was enough. Her boys by that time were um, at university and one was at, at okay. work. Yeah. So she felt that, you know... Not that, children then, adults in their own right. Um, and she fought and fought, but he was the person who actually managed to get most of the assets. Right. Um, and she decided, there was a point where she decided, this fight is damaging me. Mm. I will never be free unless I make a decision that mm. I will leave my beautiful home that mm. I've actually paid most of. Yes. Um, and I'm going to walk away with enough to set up a more modest home. Yes. But actually, my freedom is worth much more than this continuous, acrimonious, bitter, yes. toxic fight. Yes. And interestingly, I saw her um, a couple of days ago, and we were talking about this. This is now, I think it's probably four or five years now since she made that decision. Mm. Um, and she was reflecting back and saying, Do you know, at the time... I was worried, would that be right for me? Would I regret yes. the fact that I'd walked away? Yes. And she said, it was hard. Yeah. But now I look back and what I realise is I've had four years of freedom. Yes. I could never get that four years back. No, no. And no. I've no doubt we'd still be arguing. Yeah. And I couldn't move on. I had to stay stuck. Yes. While those decisions were being made. Yes. I couldn't get on. I felt it was damaging the boys. They couldn't get on while this was going on yeah and her sense that she had moved on had was made um clear because she'd gone to see her, one of her sons mm -hmm. um not knowing that her ex-husband would be there oh, and she yeah. actually managed you know a conversation with him in the same house yes um and she said i came away and i for the first time i didn't feel aggrieved I didn't those feelings were no longer there yes I just looked at him and thought how sad yes. that he lives his life he um he actually had had an affair and was now living with the person right. that he'd had the affair with um not happy but not happy yeah. um 
And as she said, he's never going to be happy. No. And he's going to try and make himself feel happy by making the people he's with feeling unhappy. Mm. Yeah. I don't want any of that. Mm. And that she was really pleased that she'd been able to walk away. Mm. It wasn't easy. No, and it's not easy to to have worked so hard for certain um, assets, houses, cars, whatever. It's not easy, but they are just things. Yes. They, they can be earned again. You know, it, time and emotional um, happiness is so much more valuable. I had a very similar, but probably not to a similar scale, but a very similar moment in, in my process where I, I just thought... I could argue and argue and argue over this because he's so entrenched and he and he wants this from me, and and do do I really care enough about it? It it was hard. I, I had to suffer financially because of it, but but I don't regret it for a moment because yeah. in the moment where I just said he can have it, I felt this great sense of freedom and relief that it was yeah. just done. Have it. If it means so much to you. For me, the word is freedom. Yeah. You know, and I think that, although I was going to talk about this later in this show, when we hold on to the bitterness and hurt, whether it's because of a breakup or any other reason, mm. it's like giving the, yourself the poisoner and expecting the other person to yes. die. Yes, yes. And once you are able to let go of that and ideally forgive... Mm then you are in a position where you give yourself the freedom. Mm. And I think it's important to say forgiveness is nothing about forgetting no. and it's not about condoning, no. but it is about stepping back and allowing yourself to be free of mm. the um, of the chains that keep you held to the past. Because these are weapons um, that are used against you by people. If if you allow yourself to be so attached to these things that people are wanting to take from you in, in the scenarios, the two examples uh, we're talking about, they are weapons that, that you are binding yourself to. And, um, and in that sort of moment of balance and stepping back and saying, actually, will this matter to me in the long term? Is it worth my freedom? You can actually totally remove their weapons from them, you know. Absolutely. I mean, you're handing them the gun, loaded, aren't you? Really, to shoot you with. It really did feel actually that that I I could either keep keep that gun pointed to my forehead and fight that, or I could just completely remove the ability for him to hold that weapon against me and go and suffer in different ways. But but the the ways I then suffered were totally on my terms. I totally felt comfortable that it it was a suffering of my own creation rather than somebody else enforcing me on it and there's a massive difference in those two types of suffering just just to use a rather negative way of describing it but there is there's it's much much better to to take the long-term view i think when you're in the moment and sometimes these moments aren't moments they are (laughs) months and years um it's hard to see that there is light at the end of the tunnel sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And you know, it's very helpful to have somebody in your corner that um, has got a balanced view. Again, friends and family tend to take sides. Yes. So, you know, I, I work with a lot of people going through that. And I think it is important that you find somebody that you trust, that you can talk to, mm. who is not going to um, deepen your your negative emotion. I was talking to another client last week, um, 
in this case it, it was the, the husband right. um, because I think it's important to recognise that this can happen on oh. both sides yes. um, and that he was really struggling mm. with what was going on he'd gone to talk to people and they were whipping it up right isn't she awful isn't she terrible how could she do this to you yes which it, it just made him feel worse it didn't yes. in any way empower yeah. him and of course there's going to be some of that but yeah. when that's your route of getting some balanced um support yeah that can be quite destructive. Really, and I have to say that the, the lawyers, although all lawyers will try their best to be um, sensible about their advice, but they are also employed by the party and so are uh, honour bound to give the party the best. So you will often find lawyers saying, well, it, you know, you could agree to that, but you, would, you could also say that you're... De um, deserved of this and paint a much sort of bigger picture and in that way they whip people up Yes, and it's sort of, you can't escape from that particular part of the process but I, I always always would say to people about getting legal advice or any kind of advice is that ultimately it comes down to you the lawyers are not going to make your decision they're, they're not allowed to make a decision for you they can only advise so ultimately if, if it feels comfortable for you no matter what all of these third parties and uh, professionals say if it feels good for you do it yes. because nobody makes the decision no. even in that whole legal process where you feel actually that you're just pawn and other people are advising you and no it comes down to you the lawyer will have to I eventually turn around and say to you do you want to do it and yes. you have to make that I think that's really really important I mean I think that the whole business of separation, mm. bearing in mind that you know we are pack animals, we like to belong. Yep. Part of the hurt, I think, for many people is that they feel rejected, and rejection is, I think, one of the deepest uh, cuts that you can ever experience. It's been hot wired into us, you yes. know, from caveman times. If you were thrown out of the tribe, then yes. you didn't survive, and yes. so. A rejection of any sort is difficult, but this is, if you like, the ultimate rejection, isn't yes. it? Somebody that you have loved. Mm. Um, and even if you're the one walking away yes. and you're rejecting that lifestyle or that partner, yes. there is that sense that, that, that you ha are no longer part of. Yes. And I would say to people, if you're listening and you're going through this and you're struggling, this is a grieving process. Mm. It's not instant. But yeah. in the same way that if you've been bereaved, these the, there is a process that you go through. It's not the same for everybody, mm. but there is life after the process. Definitely. Um, and if you choose to um, to see that this is something that has a finite time to it, if mm. you choose, because mm. if you don't choose for it to have a finite time, it can dog you right the way through your life. Yes. So, yes, you need to feel the feelings. Really important not to bury them. Yes. Because if you just um, dismiss them and bury them, they have a, a horrible way of coming back and biting you in yeah. the bottom. Yes. But acknowledge, you know, that you're feeling really rubbish, mm. that it is hard, mm. but actually not to uh, uh, stay there. Yes. And so, you know, when I'm working with somebody at the moment who... 
um, the husband walked out five weeks ago and said, I don't love you, I found somebody else. For her, Mm. complete shock. Right. Knew nothing, felt everything was great. It had been her 50th birthday two weeks before. There'd been a great celebration. Right, yeah. Timing was naff, although I don't think there's ever a good time. (laughs) And this is five weeks on. And, you know, one of the conversations we had last week was... It hurts so much. Yes. And to say to her, you know, it's five weeks. Yes. If you'd broken your leg, and you know, would your leg be healed in five weeks? Yeah. And the answer is no, of course not. <laughs> so can you make it easier? Yeah. I think you can. Can you get away with nothing? Mm. Well, not unless you're an automaton. Mm. I think there's some sort of stat that... I don't know how they come up with them, but the length of the total relationship, it, it's going to take you at least half of that t- relationship time to sort of be over it. I don't know if that's very helpful. Cause that's I think that's make... installing a belief. Exactly, because Cause for some people who, who are more capable and coping... And, and and also it depends on the relationship itself and, and how deeply... Yes. Um, it, it everybody's different and I think that's something that's really important there is no rule yeah. there is no yeah. pattern you can't say oh yes I'm in that bit no this is your journey because as, we, as you just said we're not robots no <laughs> we're not programmed to to do certain con jobs and then get on with it we yeah we have to deal with the, the it's emotions it's perfectly legitimate to feel angry to feel frustrated <clears throat> to feel desperately unhappy and hurt yes um those are feelings that, and what I would say to you is that out of them, out of all of this mess, mm. can come huge learning and growth. Mm. And it might not be comfortable, mm. but you can survive this and survive well. Mm. You can grow and move on from mm. even the most dreadful hurts, the most dreadful grief. Mm. There is life afterwards mm. if you choose. And what advice would you have then for people who've got children and, and who feel that they know that keeping keeping the children in a toxic relationship isn't great, but then, you know, you break up and, and there is inevitably difficulties around the splitting of the assets and so on, and, and how you deal with the guilt of, of, I think of, of, oh, I've ruined my children's lives. One of the questions, I and mean, this is a, comes up frequently, one of the questions mm. I ask clients is, what is the model of love and relationships that you'd like your children to take forward. Mm. And if putting up with being unhappy mm. is how you, your only way forward, is yeah. that actually doing your children a service or a disservice? Yeah. So you have to model. That's the only way you really you have of influencing your children. That you, yes, yes. Um, and if you are in a, a an unhappy relationship, um, I think it's important that your children recognise that that you do everything you can to save it, mm. but if you can't, mm. then um, by doing everything you can to save it, I don't mean put up and shut up. No. I mean actively working towards making the relationship yes. work. Yes. But if it doesn't, then I think it's important, depending, it's got to be age appropriate. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. And, you know, what you do with a four-year-old is going to be different to a 14-year-old. Yes. But I think... Age appropriately honest to the children. Yes. And by honesty, I don't mean that, you know, my part, your mother or your father's gone and had an affair and they're dreadful. Yes. Yes. But just that we, we, 
we need to part because it's damaging. Yes. Never ever badmouth the other partner. No. Because no. whatever happens and however awful they've been, they're still their mother or their father. Yes. Yes. Um, and reassuring the children. Children often think it's their fault. If I'd been good, would it have been okay? Mm. And I think it's reassuring the children, this is not your stuff. No. This is us as grown-ups, yeah. and we both love you. Yeah. Um, it's difficult if one partner disappears, mm. and if that's the case, and the remaining partner has to doubly reassure, Yes. I love you, I'll still be here for yes. you. Yes. Um, this is not because you've been naughty or because you've been yeah. whatever. Yeah. I think it's really important... And it's not a once-off, it's no. reassuring on a day-by-day -day basis. Yeah. I love you, or we love you, ideally, if both mm. partners. And whatever happens, mm. we uh, are going to do what we can to yes. make sure that you're happy. Yes. However, staying together was going to be damaging to us all. Yes. Um, because it's part of the grief, of course. I mean, one of my friends who got divorced, she, she said, he, he's, um, he stopped me from being a mother. Because she she viewed the fact that because she ha was having to sort of share custody, that she was no longer a, mm. a, a proper mother, no. and and um, an irrational emotional response you could say, but totally understandable, yes. and it, that was definitely what part of what she struggled with um, around the grief of having to give her children away for the portion of time that they spent with their father and. I think that's a really challenging one. The other is that the feeling that you mustn't tell your children off and you've got to give them material things to make yeah, up for it. Yeah. And what you do then is you create such a lot of difficulty for those children because they begin to equate material things with love yes. rather than I love you and I love you enough mm. not to allow you to be a, an absolute pain in the what's it yes, yes. rather than trying to pacify. Yes. And I think particularly for those parents who only have their children for a, a short time, very hard, isn't it? the worry is I don't want this to be um, a situation where I'm constantly telling them off. Yeah. And it is a challenge when parents have different standards of behaviour. Yes, yes. Um, but ultimately it's doing what you can to make that child feel secure and mm. loved. To give them a, a, a secure base from which to grow yeah. has to be um, the absolute priority. Agreed. Yeah. And I think, you know, maybe in a, another session it would be useful to look at, you know, managing children um, if you're a single yes. parent or yes. if you're in um, a separated or divorced situation. Because there's lots of things I've learned from being a head teacher and having you know, 500 kids at a time, yeah. uh, when I left, almost half of those children came from what I call complex families, yes. where there'd been a breakdown. Often, you know, they'd got two sets of mums and dads, they'd got two yeah. sets of grandparents. Yes. Um, quite difficult for everybody to manage them. Yes, that's yeah, right. And, and so maybe that would be um, a good theme for another show. Another but thank you very much for being with us. Really do appreciate your time. If you'd like a, a free digital copy of, of my book, um, Thriving Not Surviving, The Five Secret Pathways to Happiness, Success and Fulfillment, you can find that on www.genuinely-u.com. Thanks again for joining us and I'll speak to you soon. You've just been listening to another great Genuinely You podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Genuinely You is a culmination of Gina's work spanning over 30 years of helping people learn what makes them feel happy and truly fulfilled and how to achieve it. 
please visit genuinely-u.com today to find out more.